fun message series called Counterintuitive Kingdom. And I love to read the Gospels, like Matthew, Martin, Luke, and John. It's so cool because it cuts right through our emotions. It cuts right through what we think is true in our gut, like what we feel is right. And it says, guys, I, Jesus came and he spoke to us, 100% God, 100% man. The God of the universe came to this earth and he walked among us. The reason why I like this out by the ocean today, I like to pretend this is the Sea of Galilee. And so the Sea of Galilee is really a lake. You know, it took two hours to cross, uh, but it was still a treacherous body of water. But it's also a body where there was a lot of fruit, um, fruit gained from fishing and from Jesus' ministry. A lot of his miracles, a lot of his teaching happened right on the ocean, just like today. If you wanted to know what the early church looked like, it was this. It was this. It wasn't a building. It was just God's people gathering together, saying, we love you, Lord. We love each other. We're imperfect people. Who's perfect in this audience, right? Who's imperfect, should I say? Raise your hand if you're imperfect. You're among friends. Like none of us, but we know the God who is. We know Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. So this morning, we're going to continue counterintuitive kingdom. Matthew 13 is where we're at. If you brought your leather-bound traditional Bible, or if you brought your digital Bible, you can turn there. And we're going to be in, we've been in Jesus' parables. And what a parable is, essentially it's a story. Jesus used these stories because he was trying to speak to those who believed in him, those who understood why he was here. He was also trying to share a word with people who didn't believe with people who were still waiting on the Messiah to show up. And he taught in parables so that he could speak to both audiences at once. And the question is, did they really understand what he was trying to say? Like, did they really get what he was there for? And that's what this parable is about this morning. And if you if you kind of scratch your head about some of it or are wondering, like, I'd be happy to answer your questions. We have plenty of loving people in our church that would love to answer some questions for you. So here's one question before I begin. What is God's Word doing in your heart right now? Like, is is God doing something? Is He stirring in your heart right now and in your mind? What is He saying to you lately? Like, it's that whole saying, what have you done for me lately? And who said that in their relationships, right? Like, it's all about me. It's, it's the same question with us in the spiritual life. Like, are you listening? Are we listening? Are we noticing what God's doing? And what is he saying to you right now? This is an important question. Because he just doesn't speak to the pastor, right? He didn't just speak to just his church and his people. I believe he's trying to speak to all of us. What is he saying to you? So I'll begin Matthew 13, 1 through 9. It says, once again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea just like where we are right now. And such a large crowd gathered around him. And so, because there was a crowd, he got into a boat and sat down. And just like we talked last week, his voice carried across the water. And he's out, pretend he's out in one of these boats. Maybe he's not sitting on the sailboat. Let's say he's sitting right here in front of his rocks. While all the people crowded along the shore. And he's, this is talking about the parable of the sower. And he taught them many things in parables. In his teaching, he said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was sowing, some of the seed 
fell along the path. And the birds came and devoured it. So right now, think about we have a farmer. Our Kodiak Baptist Mission friends and partners in ministry are, are doing a lot of farming here lately, just right across in the soil. And imagine they're throwing out this seed on, on farming day, on work day. And imagine they're out here, pretend like they didn't start at the soil, pretend like they started out here on the beach. And we drop some of our seed on this beach. It says they dropped some of the seed on the path, and the birds came and devoured it. That's talking about the first type of soil. He's talking about our hearts. He's talking about the hearts of the people where Jesus walked and was trying to share what heaven was supposed to be like. And everywhere he spread the word, everywhere he shared about God's kingdom, that seed might have fallen on the path in this sense is called the wayside. It's falling on, think about the path that you took to get down to the beach. It's beat down, it's hard, and not much sand's going to get into that path, right? And so the birds are going to come enjoy it and, and fly away with it. So the bird, the word didn't stick. So that's the first kind of soil. The second kind of soil is this, and it starts in 5, Matthew 13, 5. Some of the word fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun rose, the seedlings were scorched and they withered because they had no root. So these are seeds that maybe like hit on the rock out here on the beach. And and they did grow. Because the, the word of God is always fruitful. It grew. But then it washed away quickly. I've been thinking lately about, I mean, who is ready for this whole corona COVID thing to be done with? Right? Two weeks ago we said, God, please finish this. You know, as his people, I think we can ask and say, remove this from us. Or at least get us to a point where we can see like, what you're doing in all of it. And I, I'm not a prophet, so I'm not standing here in front of you today as a prophet, but I do want to say, it is interesting, right? Every single one of us has gone through such a tough time or unique trial during these last six months. Like it is no coincidence, and I've I've prayed for many of you one on one. I've prayed for many of you as couples. Our marriages are being tested right now. Like every single person has gone through a trial, and it is going to. I can guarantee you that if you're facing a tough time, if if you feel like you're on rock ground right now, you are not alone. Like you are not alone. You are one of many, and it's. And I'm not smiling about it. I am just. I am just in awe of what God might be doing, even in the midst of a trial. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples in the crowd. He's talking about the rocky ground, where there's not much soil. This soil represents those who receive the word enthusiastically, but their life is short-lived, because they cannot endure testing and tribulation. So I, I, I'll have to say that was me during a couple of weeks or a couple of months of this trial. Like I had hope, I was joyful, I was thankful, and I was believing God for miracles. Craig was even texting me saying, hey Larry, let's pray for a vaccine. Like, let's pray to see God move. And, and that was like in our first month, right? And then month three came, and then month four, and month five, and we're still praying. I think this scripture's telling us, hey, hold on. Like, don't lose hope. 
for that thing that you're hoping for. Like God's word is true, is it not? Like Jesus loved us so much that he came to this earth and he says, I promise you guys, this life is not going to be easy. I want you to hang in there. Don't be like the rocky soil. We're going to get to the good soil in a minute. Don't be like the past where the word just like hits you and then washes away. It continues in verse 7. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the seedlings, and they yielded no crop. This soil represents fertile ground. It's actually, it's interesting. Where thorns and where bushes and where weeds grow, they grow in fertile ground. So even with the best of intentions, right? And I believe this is maybe where America is as a country. We are so, like, we have so much to offer one another. We have so, we have an abundance to offer the rest of the world, do we not? Like, we're not lacking for anything in these United States. But, I, and I had to counsel some friends just recently, sometimes the worst things for us are too many good things in our life. Like, sometimes the worst things for us is actually too much abundance because we don't know what to do with it. Or we try to hoard it. Or we try to do everything. Like, who had to make themselves rest this week because they were fishing too much or out having too much fun, fun, you know, like out about so much that you're actually physically exhausted. And it, and it reminded me, like Myra and I went and enjoyed the Dennis Quaid concert Friday night. It was amazing. <laughs> but then I had to pass out yesterday because I was exhausted. And it's like, there's, there's a point in our life where too many good things can even be distracting. Like there's a point in our life where God says, okay, it's time to prove. It's time to prove all those things away that you once loved, that you thought were the thing I had for you. And I want this one thing for you. That soil where the thorns grew, where the weeds grew, was actually good soil. Maybe, maybe Jesus is trying to tell us, don't be distracted by all the good things. Maybe he was trying to tell the disciples, don't be distracted by, or even the Jewish people, or even the Gentiles that were trying to learn. Don't be distracted by trying to be so good in your life, trying to do all these things that you're missing out on the God right in front of you. I'll say this, we can't earn our way into God's grace. Like we can't earn our way. Like Jesus loves us, loves me, loves you no matter what. We are good and we are holy, not because we are sinless. Like I like to say, there's there's no perfect person on this beach, including me. We are good and we are holy because Christ is good and holy and he sacrificed himself for us. So here's the good soil. Here's where we want to be. You're either first, you're the wayside, you're the path. Is your heart like the path? Is it hardened? Is the question. Or it's like the rocky ground where the word springs up a little bit, but then it washes away or the storm the storm wipes it away quickly. Or it's it's fertile, but you've got so much good in your life. You can't you can't really hear God's voice anymore. Or maybe you're this one. In verse eight, it says, Still other seeds fell on the good soil, where it sprouted and grew and produced crop. One bearing thirtyfold, another sixtyfold, and another hundredfold. 
like John 12, 24 says this, a kernel of wheat, and this is so counterintuitive, a kernel of wheat must fall to the ground and die in the soil before it can grow. Like, I think Jesus was trying to give the disciples and give the crowd a glimpse of this whole counterintuitive kingdom. Like, we can't have the kingdom unless first what? Christ died for us. Like, and it's, it's a reminder for each of us, for those of you who say, I believe in Christ, I want to follow him. Like, I'm his son, I'm his daughter. Like, sh- teach me, like, show me the way how to see this kingdom here on earth and in heaven is, is the goal, right? Heaven on earth. He says, you must die, we must die to ourselves. And I think this is like daily. <laughs> like, I have to get out of my own way and say, God, it's not about me. But thank you for inviting me to be a part of your kingdom. Like, thank you for inviting me to be a part of sowing his word. And use me. Like, as imperfect as I am, use me. Like, forgive me for my sin. That kernel of wheat has to die and it has to be planted. How many of you would be fearful to get up here and teach a message next week? Like, could I invite, like, a few of you guys that come up, Matt Shivel is like, I'm ready to go, bro, like, any time. <laughs> right? Josh is awesome at this as well. Like, ten years ago, you couldn't have dragged me to the front of a church to get me to preach. I was scared to death. But over time, God's word slowly just away. Like, this is what you like. Like, you must die to yourself to be able to speak the truth, to be able to tell people about my kingdom. Like, and I want to say, where are you in that? What kind of soil, and this is the question for every person here today, what kind of soil are you carrying around in your heart and your spirit this morning? Did you bring in a hardened heart? Because, and honestly, like, if you haven't been through every stage of grief during this whole corona shutdown, then, then you might not be human, you might be more like a dead man. But many of us are carrying around hardened hearts. Many of us are carrying around like the rocky ground. Well, we're open to God's word, but we're not really willing to step out and live it out yet. And then the storm comes in and pushes us back again. And maybe you're like a good soil. Where you're like, say, okay, God, like you've pruned me enough. Like I've been through enough storms. My heart is soft again because I choose to trust you. I say, just use me. I believe you for what your word says. Jesus finishes and he says, He who has ears, let them hear. And he wasn't talking about listening. Like he wouldn't say listen. He was saying those that have the spirit moving within them, those that are willing to allow the spirit to speak to them, let them hear what I'm trying to say. Like back in that day, there was a lot of different people who heard Jesus' messages, this very parable that he spoke on the beach, on the Sea of Galilee, to a crowd of people. Some of them were Jewish, some of them were Gentiles, and basically the Jewish people were still waiting on the Messiah and King to show up. Even with these words, like the word didn't get planted, it washed away with them, and they were still waiting, some of them. But many decided to believe and said, all right, this guy is for real. 
miracles are for real. His word is for real. My question is, is how often are we in the word? Like, how often are we allowing it to, we're talking about farming today, so I'll use the word cultivate. Right? Farming is in the one-step process. You, you break the ground. Like, you sow the seed. You have to water it. You have to keep the weeds out of it, which is like a never-ending battle, right? And then you have to, you have to take care of it. You have to cultivate it. There's something about using your hands, tilling the soil, and plowing. And Jesus is asking, is your heart open to me? Are you, and he is, he is literally speaking about his word. Are you putting my word in your heart? So I'll tell you the days that I was proud to say, I'm a follower of Christ, like I'm doing this right, were the days that I woke up and got in his word. Like those are the days that he corrected me and he said, no, this is what I want to do. And the days that I didn't get into his word and I just kind of did my own thing, like and Myra had to nudge me and say, you need to calm down, you need to get your attitude right. Those are the days that I didn't spend any time with God. And I had to go back and ask for forgiveness. Who's had to like apologize a little bit during this whole lockdown? This whole like humble themselves and apologize and say, forgive me for being a bonehead. Like, I think all of us have been tested. Allow God's word to sink into your heart this week. And if you need, like text a friend and say, hey, hold me accountable. Like send me scripture. Like let's meet up for coffee. Let's spend time together again. Like, if the church isn't a building, if it's about us spending time with one another and pointing each other back to Scripture, let's do that. Let's meet up in a coffee shop. And let's have, like, we've been invited to people's homes and we're thankful we where we can have dinner and celebrate. Let's do that more. So I promise these will be short messages. So let me get to the finish line and we'll get Anderson and Meredith. Actually, they won't. I think they finished. You guys have finished. Thank you. He's smiling. He's like, no, we're good. So I'll sing, I'll sing acapella for you guys here tomorrow. Then. It'll be amazing. Matthew seven sixteen says, By the fruit, you will recognize them. He's talking about disciples, people who believe. He's also talking about people who don't believe. Our group. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs or thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. And here's the, here's the part that I want you to focus on. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. If you are, if you said that I believe in Jesus, like I am following him, let me just tell you, you're a good tree. If you are, like you don't beat yourself up and think, well, I must be a bad tree, because you're not. God's grace is big enough to say, no, you are a good tree, and, and I want you to bear good fruit. Especially when you have the Word of God in your life. It's going to produce, it's going to cultivate, it's going to do its job. What's cool about being someone who preaches the Word is I don't have to trust my own opinion. Because my own opinion is worth what? Nothing. It's it's just like, well, everybody knows what opinions are like, right? They all stink. It's like, it's about God's word. Like, let's get into it. All right. And here's where he's really going. John thirteen thirty four says, A new commandment I give to you. This has been a good test for me. To love one another. 
as I have loved you, so you must also love one another. By this, all men, all men and women will know that you are my disciples. And guys, when you wake up and you feel like, I don't feel so loving today, or if you wake up and you're like, what's wrong with that person? They need their attitude checked. Like, somebody go check their attitude. God, will you check their attitude for you? Like, he's saying, no, I, I want you guys to humble yourselves. Like, be that grain of wheat. Allow yourself to be planted in God's word. Allow yourself to be planted in his spirit. Come back to this ocean right here and just remind yourself, Jesus walked on shores just like this. Yes, it was across the planet in a place called Sea of Galilee. And he said, I want you to be sowers. I like thee. I came and modeled this, sharing the word, sharing God's love. Be a sower. Like, and at first it starts, there's two ways to do this. It starts with analyzing our own hearts. And go, God, where am I? Or where have I been? Am I, am, I, am I walking around with a hard heart right now? Or am I open to your word, allowing your spirit to move within me? Am I sensing of your spirit to go out and share my word and in me and this in love, in truth and love, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard? And just because we failed yesterday doesn't mean that we can't get up again today. It's a God forgive me. So I'm going to pray here in a moment. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes. And if you need to like surrender yourself and God say, God forgive me. Please soften my heart again. Let me, let your word get through me. Let it not be about my heart and shell or my ego. And Father, thank you for humbling me and breaking through once again because you love me. We pray this prayer with you. Father, we love you. I'm so thankful that your word is trying to get through to our hearts and trying to speak to us, Father, so that we can be more like your son. God, I thank you for sending your son to walk this earth with us. He understood our feelings. He understood our emotion, our trials, our testing. And he constantly got up each morning and said, God, I'm, I'm here for you. And I'm here for these people. Father, thank you for reminding me that your word, that you can only use good soil. And Father, thank you for reminding me that because Jesus died for me, that I am a good tree and a good plant, and can produce good fruit because of your word. Father, forgive me for forgetting that. Father, forgive me for not daily getting into your word. Father, thank you for the opportunity and reminder to be with my brothers and sisters again, to just follow you, to love God, to love one another. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for how you're sowing your word into our hearts. I pray that you multiply that tenfold on this island. Father, I pray that you multiply that tenfold for everyone that's here in this season and eventually goes and plants elsewhere. I pray that you multiply and increase your word and increase your call on their lives. 
than those who have not decided to follow Christ yet and said, no, you know, it's not for me. I'm going to do my own thing. I pray today that you give God an opportunity, that you allow you allow yourself for once to say, even though you may not completely understand, to say, Christ, I trust you. Father, thank you for sending your son. I thank you that Jesus is the only way. I thank you that he is here with us today in spirit, and I thank you that he can use all of us for his kingdom. I thank you that he died on the cross for us. Thank you for being here. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I didn't mean to pray so long, by the way. Like, how you were like, what? That's you like a super long hour long prayer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am so encouraged to see the body of Christ show up and meet on these sandy shores. I just want to say, you guys are good soil. Like, God is wanting to use you exponentially and is using you. If you need someone to encourage you and hold you accountable, if you don't have someone strong in your life, like, there are so many people right here on this beach that are, I promise you, they're like, let's meet up for coffee. Let's have lunch. And the Davidsons are great about throwing parties at their house, having people over. <laughs> like, maybe we'll shoot out an email. Myra and I are going to host a get-together pretty soon. We'd love to safely have people over. I, I don't know how we do that, but we'll figure it out. We've, we've done a pretty good job here in Kodiak. Uh, but let me just finish with this. We love you guys. Let's just take time to fellowship and hang out. And I'll crank up the music here in a minute. But God bless you. Uh, Emo, Emo said he's going to take offering for us. So let me let me pray for our offering. If you did, want to, if you did bring an offering today, Emo, can I have everybody just come see you? Thank you. He's trustworthy. And if you didn't, don't feel pressured. Uh, you can give online. You can support the ministries. Let me wrap up with this. God is doing so much to the ministries here on the island. Our Trail Life Ministry, American Heritage Girls, we just launched a, a equestrian ministry out at the fairgrounds thanks to Kodiak uh, Baptist Mission here. Their ministry is doing incredible. I, I just want to say thank you for supporting us and being a part of it. Thank you for, for being a part of what God's doing here. Let me pray and we'll wrap up. Father, I thank you for uh, the reminder that just what we have is all yours anyway. Father, bless uh, all of the offerings and tithes. We give it to you this week, just a small portion of what you give us. Thank you for doing this today, Jesus. Amen. God loves you.